Welcome to the Leading from the Ground Up podcast. I'm your host, John Hall. Welcome to episode five. Today we're talking about leadership's effect on organizational culture. I wanted to start this one off with a show that my family and I have been watching called Ted Lasso. Uh, many of you may have been may have watched the show, um, but I wanted to take a different approach on it uh, with the relationship between Ted Lasso and Nate, the assistant coach that was originally the equipment manager. Uh, Ted came into the organization with not a lot of knowledge of how to play soccer or what soccer was about, uh, but he did have uh, a lot of positive energy. He was a, a leader prior to that, so that's what he brought to the table. He um, started relationships with everybody with uh, super levels of positivity, and those were things that they had not seen before. And over time, it tend, it 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 changed uh, many of the um, the players, the the leadership that was currently there, uh, leadership that uh, that developed on the field and definitely had a positive uh, uh, impact on on Nate, the equipment manager, like I said before, that was promoted to assistant coach. This was something that uh, Nate did not have in uh, in his life prior to that. He, many of the players treated him badly, uh, did things that they probably shouldn't have done. They thought it was in, in, in jest and in good fun. Uh, Nate did not see it that way. And, and didn't believe that he he deserved the respect uh, from anyone uh, based on things that, that was going on in his life. Uh, when Ted showed him the respect and, and the positivity that could come along with, with good leadership, um, it changed something in him. Uh, and when that was pulled out from underneath his, his, uh, his feet because Ted was going through something, um, it it soured the relationship. Um, Ted quickly got to a point where he apologized to Nate and owned up to the mistake that he made. Uh, but the the relationship uh, didn't necessarily go, continue to go in the direction that, that Ted wanted it to go. Now, how does this relate to the organizational culture or the, the effect that leadership has on it? Well, the, the culture can be described by three different things. Um, the values, the expectations, and the practices and procedures that we put in, in the place. We want an importance placed on, on values and the expectations that we have in our organization, in our businesses, that, that we want people to rise to, to achieve. And we want them to follow specific practices that... Uh, that have been set in place to propel the organization forward. We also want to make sure that we are setting an example of the expectations and following the practices and the values that we've set forward. Uh, we can't very well expect our employees in our organization, in our business, in our departments to continuously follow those things if we aren't modeling them. Um, they will follow them for a short period of time, 
but not necessarily if we do not model them in the right way. Um, if we are not following them, if we are not holding ourselves to, to that standard, to that higher, to that higher standard, then uh, they are going to, they will tend to back off and we will have problems with them uh, meeting those expectations because they aren't seeing us do it. Now, why is this important? Why is leadership's effect on, on organization and culture important? We want to to ensure that uh, there is a, a high quality of work uh, and, and safety within the organization. When employees feel feel safe when they come to work, when they enjoy the work that they do, when they um, when they feel that they are valued, they have a better work life balance. Uh, they come to work. They're not dreading coming to work. They they enjoy the work that they do. They understand the importance of it. They feel like they're making a positive impact on what they're doing. Uh, the customer service that they that they provide is above board. is uh, is high quality. In the retention of your employees is great. Uh, people are are less likely to leave an organization that that builds them up, that that wants to promote them, that wants to to give them meaningful uh, employment, that they see value in the organization, sees their value. They want to work for an organization that sees them, lets them know that they're valued. And, and it is a positive environment as opposed to coming into a negative environment every single day. It is very difficult to, to work in a negative environment. And, um, you know, obviously you can't get rid of negativity uh, completely uh, because it's going to creep in from time to time. But uh, if the environment is positive uh, the majority of the time, then they have no problem with, with, with dealing with that. They will find a way to, to remove the negativity and the leadership will find a way to remove the negativity even when it pops up and it, and it rears its head to leadership. Uh, and sometimes the, the negativity is simply something that you would need to, to communicate a little better about certain things so that the, so wherever this negativity is coming from, they can understand uh, why they're doing things, why they, why it, it should be done a certain way, why um, there are different, uh, there are different avenues or ways to see what they're doing. So it is, uh, it is high quality work uh, coming into a, a, a safe work environment and work, better work life uh, balance. Um, and the better your employees treat your customers, the more customers you're going to have. They're going to tell everybody how they're being treated. Um, they're going to be some of your biggest advertisement uh, because the service and, and uh, quality of the product or service that you provide uh, shines through through your employees. Now, how does leadership create a, a positive culture? A positive culture can be created by making sure that your employees, as stated before, have a meaningful work environment, uh, meaning that the, the work that they do, they see the, the purpose in it, they see the higher, higher meaning in it, they, they understand the direction that the company is going and what their role is in it. Um, the, the employees understand that they are appreciated, um, they feel it, they hear it from the leadership, um, they, they, they see it. 
on a on a daily basis that they're appreciated. Um, their well-being in a an emotional uh, connection with the 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 their fellow co-workers with the the leadership um it seems to them like there is that they are part of a an additional family and i know that that this isn't necessarily a family situation uh, but as leadership you sort of have to at times treat it that way because people are going to be going through things and sometimes you end up being the counselor of of your employees um, when they have to just get something off their chest because it's affecting their work environment. Uh, it's affecting their level of, uh, of productivity and you want to be able to communicate with them well. You want to be able to have that connection with them. You want to, to know that they are appreciated. You want to know that they can walk in your office and they can be heard about certain things. And of course, you're not going to spend half a day counseling them on something that, that is personal. But sometimes people just need to be heard so that they can move on through the day. And if that is a personal thing and they want to take five or 10 minutes to talk to you about it um, because they just need to get it off their chest, then there's nothing wrong with that. I believe that uh, it is uh, it, it is the role of a mentor to just listen to those things. And you are there to to provide advice sometimes people just need to be listened to and part of having that meaningful work environment knows that they lets them know that they are safe to come in and and have a brief discussion with you about that or maybe it's simply that uh they're they're having difficulties uh, uh dealing with the situation with the fellow employee and that is definitely something that you want to be involved in because if they are if they can't navigate that on their own then it is it is your job to to step in and uh, mediate the situation so that uh, you know it's it's resolved quickly it is uh, both parties involved understand the expectations one understands where the other com is coming from and you can resolve whatever issue that is and they can move on the biggest thing here is that they 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 want to work employees want to work in an environment that means something to them now how does leadership affect culture um leaders set the tone in whatever setting that they're in um, as a parent i understand that if i come home from uh, doing whatever if i come home from work if i come home from the office and i'm in a terrible mood um, my, my family, my children are going to see that, uh, uh, they're going to, uh, receive whatever, whatever negative reaction they get from me when I walk through the door, uh, in, in about 30 minutes, they're going to be in that same mood and, and the night's going to go sour. Um, I'm very much aware of having to purge all of this before I walk in the door. Um, so I spend time um feeding myself and in 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 sort of meditating on drives before i get home i get myself in the right frame of mind before i get to work i get myself in the right frame of mind before i come back home so it is a definite point that leaders set the tone in 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 their organization if they come in in a terrible mood 
Uh, their employees are going to see that. They're going to want to know why. Uh, some of them may be, may be brave enough to ask why, uh, but others will not. They will just uh, go about their day as if they're walking on eggshells, and it, it won't be the best environment for them. It won't be a, a positive environment for them, and, they, and it will start to sour the, the, the culture itself. One of the things that, uh, another one of the things that, that leaders can do to affect the, organ- the, the organizational culture is to not work, not, not decide the right agenda or to not, uh, to not be focused on the right agenda. Um, if you tend to have the squirrel effect and you, you, you follow whatever rabbit hole there is and and there's no meaning behind what you're doing and there's no clear clear vision or purpose there then employees are going to see that they're going to know that it doesn't make any sense because they have you haven't communicated well with them you haven't talked to them about what this new direction is and why they're they're headed down that way and they definitely don't have any buy-in because you've already decided on a whim that you're going a different direction uh, than you were last week. So you need to be focused on the right agenda. You need to decide what that agenda is, and you need to have conversations with your teams. You need to mentor your teams well. The worst thing I've ever seen is a leader that is in the bushes, in the weeds, and wants to be involved in every single thing that happens. There is a reason that you hire smart people. Um, you don't hire them to to just sit back and uh, wait for you to tell them what to do. That tends to, to diminish their skills. Um, it is a it is a blow to to their egos. It is a a uh, a blow to the skills that they that they know that they have, and it it definitely does not make for an environment that is conducive to producing more is conducive to to being positive it is one of those things where you you need to step back and you need to say these are the things that need to get done here's the vision here's the here's the purpose for what you're doing you hired them for a reason because they know how to do the job you trained them you mentored them um, either one of those and they are very capable now you need to let them do the job that you hired them for when they have questions, when there are problems, when you have questions, of course, step in at that point. Um, you do want to monitor it from time to time that things are being things are being done. But if you have open lines of communication, they're going to let you know that you're going to see it. You're going to see the results of what's happening in one way or another. Um, at some point, if someone is not doing their job, that's going to come up. It's going to come up either by someone telling you that they're not doing their job or it's going to come up in, in productivity. You will see that the productivity for that specific person or that department is slipping simply because um, they are not doing their job. And if you are in the bushes as the, as the leader, if you are the one trying to uh, micromanage everything, that's what's going to happen because they are going to sit back and wait for you to tell them what to do because they are frustrated with the fact that they they're not really allowed to utilize their skills that they've acquired over years and and through training and 
they've been conditioned to understand that what you want is what you want them to do is what you tell them to do. And if they try to do anything else, it's not really what you want. So they'll wait, they'll sit back, they'll wait for you to tell them what to do. Leaders need to make sure that the vision for their company is clear to the employees. You need to make sure that it's communicated well. You need to make sure that they have some buy-in with the vision that uh, that you've created for your organization. Uh, vision is it needs to be something that gets people moving. It needs to be uplifting. It needs to needs to inspire. It needs to inspire them. You you need to be able to communicate um, well what that vision is and how it is going to move the company forward. Uh, you need to make sure that they understand their role in it, uh, the purpose of of the vision and the purpose of what they do is very important. Um, you want to make sure that uh, you provide things like what you're doing, which is which is the vision, who you're doing it for, um, and you want to the buy-in that you want from your employees. You want to make sure that they provide it to you. You want to have that conversation. You want to get their feedback. <clears throat> you want for them to provide you ways to, to, to make that vision come true, to make that, to, to, to move the company forward, to when it, when that vision should be reached or uh, brought to fruition. Uh, you want to make sure that your employees understand that they are, they are important, their skills are important, and they are, um, they are part of this, this journey that you are, you, you want to take the company down. So you, you want to make sure that the vision and, and the purpose of the organization is inspirational enough that uh, it gets people moving, it gets the boil, their, their blood boiling, it gets, them, it gets them going and they want to come in on a daily basis and go to work on this because they know at the end it's going to be something wonderful and great. The vision that you have for your organization, it needs to be one of those things that uh, when you when you come up with it, it it's 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 so stuck in your mind that it keeps you up at night. Uh, when you finally do go to sleep, you wake up. It wakes you up early. Uh, you you want to get to work on it quickly. You want to to go as hard and as long as you can to get to that, uh, to where you can see that vision um, come into reality. And when you have that, are having problems falling asleep because the vision is, is stuck in your head, when, you're, when it's waking you up early in the morning, um, you, you, you're dreaming about it, it is not a hard thing. To, to communicate that and convey that to employees so that they are inspired by, by whatever that vision is. Um, they will understand why it is keeping you up at night, why it's waking you up early, why you want the company to go, to go hard in the paint, so to say, to get these things, to get this done. Um, you want, they want to know where this vision is taking them, when that the company is expecting to be there. Um, if, if it is an overarching vision that, uh, is, uh, is you're, you're constantly going to be reaching for, they need to know what that is. 
their this goal that you are that you are so, so excited about they will be excited about because of the way that you conveyed it and communicated it to them um, and they will want to work on it simply because you're excited about it now they're excited about it and 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 they want to show you that they have the ability to push the company forward and when they work on it they realize at the end of the day that they are they they are part of something bigger they are instrumental in getting these things done and when you finally reach that goal it's time to celebrate and it's time for the employees to celebrate as well with you because it's a goal that was reached as a team you couldn't have reached that goal even though you had the goal you had the dream you had the vision you couldn't have reached it without these employees and if you could have you wouldn't have the employees to begin with one other thing that i wanted to say about uh, leadership's effect on on the culture is you have to be a role model for the culture that you expect to see um, if you set some expectations for the culture and uh, you don't follow it um, employees will realize it very quickly that uh, there there's a double standard you expect them to be one way within the culture you you think the culture is going uh, based on the expectations that you have set and uh, they see that you don't those rules don't apply to you uh, you want to be the poster child for whatever that culture is going to be if you want it to be a positive inclusive um, culture then that's what you need to create and that's what you need to convey uh, on a daily basis, you want to be positive. Uh, now, mind you, I've said before, negativity comes around. It's there. Um, you can't always get rid of it. You can't be the most positive person in the world. And I know I use the analogy or the story of Ted Lasso in the beginning, and I'll, I'll circle back to that. Uh, but there are going to be times when you're going to have some negative thoughts. And you just need to realize that that you're having those. You need to to let them go. You need to re release them, and you need to make sure that that uh, you you're swinging back to the positive side because that's a choice that you're making. Not everything is going to go perfectly. Not everything is going to go your way all the time. Um, but you can choose to live in the moment and learn from whatever uh, lesson you're being taught in that moment. Um, and you can model that for your employees by showing them that you're learning from things, that you're you're capable of, of making mistakes, you're capable of uh, of owning up to those mistakes and you're capable of, of learning from whatever those mistakes are and finding the the gems or the diamonds or the positivity in it and, and moving forward. Now, let's circle back to the Ted Lasso story about uh, the relationship between Ted and Nate. As the two seasons progress, you, you start to see that uh, Nate is more focused on, on being the boss or the leader of the organization because he feels that uh, he's the one making sure that uh, the, the team is doing as good as it is in in the second season even though the you know the team was relegated in in the first at the end of the first season um, but he believes that it's all him he's for, he's forgotten the fact that he is uh, part of the team but thinks that 
he is the team itself and it wouldn't be able to function without him. And, and that isn't necessarily the case. Ted continues with the positivity, but uh, Nate is, is on a path where he is still upset with Ted because he pulled the rug out from underneath him um, after giving him all the positivity and attention that uh, Nate was not receiving prior to that. In that one act, uh, Nate believes that the relationship was severed, the relationship was soured, and Nate took, went down a path that uh, was was negative in in many many ways. If you've watched the series, this this isn't something new. If you haven't, it's it's a decent watch. Um, so it is uh, something that you you uh, can go check out. I'm not plugging the show, but I my family and myself uh, really liked it, and we're waiting on the next season to come out. But uh, nevertheless, Nate in the end realizes that he does not enjoy or like the things that he's done so he's mad at he's still mad at Ted he's mad at himself because he's let he's let the that one situation take him down a path that um is not very positive is is not uh is definitely is definitely negative um so he cannot forgive Ted even though Ted has asked him for forgiveness now, in the, at the end of the at the end of the second season, Ted asks him again for forgiveness, and he doesn't come half-hearted with with the with the apology. If he he had said, um, you know, Nate, if there is if if I have done anything that that has offended you, it was not my intention. Ted owned up to the mistake again, and Nate was not willing to give that forgiveness. Now, if that's the way you're wording for your your apology for when you're apologizing to an employee or to someone else, it's you're you're going halfway in and not just acknowledging that you've made a mistake. We are human as leaders. We're we're not we're not Superman. We're not we're not a a, a Marvel character. We're not a DC character. We we make mistakes, and the best way to get past them and mend whatever relationship that is is to is to own up to them. And Ted has done that uh, on multiple occasions here, but but Nate is uh, not accepting that. And in the end, uh, it, severed, it completely severs the relationship. And understand that you can apologize to people in your life, your employees, your, your family, um, and you as a leader in whatever aspect that may be, Need, you need to own up to it and just apologize for the mistake that you made and then ask the person for forgiveness. And you can't control what happens after that. You just need to realize that you've made the move. You've owned up to it. You've taken responsibility for whatever mistake that is. And you've asked the person for forgiveness. That's the only thing that you can control. Beyond that, you can't control what their response is going to be, and you definitely cannot control whether or not they forgive you. Um, this has been the fifth episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time. Thank you for listening and continue with me on this journey. As always, if you have specific questions that you would like covered in an episode, please send those questions to john at apertureadvising.com. Until the next time, remember... I believe in your ability to lead from the ground up.